Audible Visions Drama Dim the lights and settle back for a horror short now as Fiona Thrale, Wendy Lapp, Andrew James Spooner and Kirsty Wolven venture into a place of beauty where dark dreams dwell. In another, Things in Dark Corners. in dark corners. There's a place nearby, a short train ride away, Ford Airfield, where they hold markets and car boot sales. I like to take the occasional trip up there with my wife and search for bargains. It covers a wide area, but just before the car park and rows of busy tables, There's a stretch of field and a long corridor of trees, a tree tunnel, with enough gaps within the canopy to allow the light to filter through. But at the end, at the very end, the place where the eyesight fails and shadows play on the mind, there's a chance for mystery. Was that a white shape moving? A person crossing the path? Did they have a face? And why, why does it go dark when you linger your gaze there? This story is a relatively new one for me, and maybe answers the question as to what dwells there. I call it A Scene Through the Trees of Gullgrave. Julie? Julie! Look, I, I'm sorry, he just barged in. Who? Uh, Mr. Kemper. I... Is he in there now? Yeah, look, he's really on edge today. Yeah. Yeah, so where's my scheduled 4pm? I... I had to send him home. Oh, oh shit, Marion. I had to. He was... Uh, Mr. Kemper was insistent to see you. Caused a right ruckus. I was going to call the police, but I know you don't want that. Right. Okay, just reschedule Mr. Anderfield, yeah? Of course, yes. Right away. God, I can do without this. Mr. Kemper. You lied. You lied to me. Uh, Paul, sit down, please. You said it was all in my mind. Uh, A symbolisation of something troubling me. Over and over talking about it, working out what it is in my mind, and then. Please. I drove out there. It's real. I've seen it. You can't be driving. I had to. Don't you get it? I told you that my thoughts were pulling me somewhere, and then I just found it. I found it. Look, if you're not going to sit down, then at least let me sit down. 
hold, please. Okay, so you found it. This place in your dream. But that doesn't change what I said before, yeah? Just because this has a basis in physical reality, it doesn't change how it's reflected in your mind. Remember that. I trust in you. Reality versus the dream. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you're you're like the first person who's actually listened to me about this. And I was more than happy to accept that it was all part of my imaginings, but I need you to explain this to me. I mean, it's crazy, right? <laughs> Bananas. But well, that aside, whatever you feel about this place, whatever hold it's gotten over you, there'll be reason behind it, yeah? Something real, something real having this effect. That hasn't changed. So, we just have to work out what that is. Work out how this place has lodged itself in your mind, identify it, and gradually release you from it. The fact that it's a physical place may even make this easier. Let's face it. I thought I was seeing things that aren't there. But there's a chance now that what I've seen is real. The, the entity? The people it kills? <laughs> Real? Oh, let's not jump the gun there. But if Professor Hempstead has taught me anything, it's that everything is there. It's just a matter of how our brains interpret it. My brain must be really broken. N no, I don't think so. So what now? I mean, now I know where to find it, it pulls me back all the more. I need to go back. But most importantly, I need to show you. You need to come with me. You'll see what I mean. Yes. Yes? That easy? <laughs> I, I thought you'd be against the idea. But in a controlled way, yeah? Now, I have a colleague that I would like to join us on this to make sure the session is safe for you to uh, observe, make notes. Understand that I know you expect to find answers there, but... It's just as possible we can find them here, too, yeah? We bring our notes back here and discuss everything we've learned. Yes. Oh, I'm looking for the answers here, too. I feel better when we talk here. But if you see for yourself, then you'll <laughs> see, right? Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Okay, look. I'm going to give you a copy of the notes I've made here so far. No secrets. And I want you to visit your GP. Discuss that new medication and I'll make you another appointment. Uh, just... Uh, just hand this to the desk. But uh, no more driving. Okay. Promise. I promise. Promise. <laughs> I promise. Dr. Gabb? <clears throat> How long before I stop seeing them? How long before I stop going there in my dreams? Now that you've seen it's a real place, then that may take the mystery away. Give it time and the dreams may stop. We'll talk about it, yeah? We'll go out and see it for real. Dispel all those myths. And let's see how those new meds work out. I'll see you soon. 
thank you. The last shrink just let me waffle and took my money. <laughs> I haven't sent you the latest bill yet. <laughs> but uh, believe it or not, I've had experience in this. I can help you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, Julie. I'm telling you, he sees things just like I do. No, he sees screaming totems like pale, unmoving ghosts. You see a monster. But it's the same place, I'm sure of it. I mean, he described it to the minutest detail. And now he says that he's found it. It's a real place. I can go there. No, no, Julie. Look... You can't. You can't just run off chasing this based on what he says he's found. Come on, follow your own advice. When you went out looking for this, you found nothing. You couldn't tell me if this place was even real. And as vivid as your dreams were, you couldn't describe your journey there or recognise any landmarks. I mean, you've been working with your own case for a while now and, well... If it hadn't gotten in your head before, it certainly has now. And it'll only get worse if you continue down this road. You can't share a psychosis like that. You're better than to believe that. I saw the monster before he saw the figures. This is something real. (sighs) Here I am again. A shrink for the shrink. Only... I'm the one with absolutely no qualifications. Sorry, but knowing weird old me for 15 years is qualification enough, right? OK, let's see. Back to page one. This was April the 12th. And you said here that he saw... Hold on. Here we go. Old man hunched. Uh, He said that he was waiting at the end of the bows... Yeah. Getting goosebumps just thinking about it, but that's what he said. So he walks past, from right to left, making no sound. Well, yeah. I mean, the pathway is quite long. Uh, Like in both our dreams, it's over 100 feet. And, And all the figures are seen at the very end of it. Yeah, here we are. He says, I can make them out just... But I can't hear them. There's a weird noise, sort of scary. He says, it's when they scream. That horrible scream. Horrible scream. But Mr Kemper knew he was looking at an old man, right? Uh-huh. How so? So, you've guessed from your dream that the pathway is a straight 100 foot or more mm-hmm. and there are some really specific details about him. You also impart some really disturbingly accurate details about what you've both seen and sorry to have to break it to you, but I know for a fact that your eyesight isn't that great. I know I'm not your optician either, but you're kind of a klutz bumping into shit all the time. We really are talking about 
imagination here. He described these five people who died. And I know they were the ones looking at this monster that I see. It's as if as if I was those people and the ones before them. You need to write a book about everything you've taught me about the mind and then I can pull it from the shelf and slap it around your head. <laughs> nice. So when he said about the old man's face twisting, uh, a look of silent horror, I mean, we've been over this. It's... <sighs> look, I'm just saying that he couldn't have made all that out from that distance. And look, here's the one from the couple of months before him. The first of the five. A man in a white jacket, grey trousers, pinstripe. So you still think um, it's in our minds? Heed your own advice, Julie. You know these are dreams and dreams aren't real. Right? Not in themselves, no. Okay. So sometimes we dream of things and they happen, or an event we experience reminds us of an event in dreams, and the brain makes more connections than there really were. It wants to tie things together, even when it's wrong. You told me that. So how did you fail your exam again? (laughs) By getting totally pissed the night before with you. Fran, it's real. White jacket man, grey trousers, pinstripe... It's like I was him too, and people before him. I mean, you're right in everything you say, but that doesn't stop the fact that we're connected, Paul and myself. And so I really think (laughs) you should hand this case over to someone else, like a professional. What, my case or Paul's? Yes, on both counts. Yeah, like to who? Okay, so... Yeah, I'm not your GP or a qualified shrink or your optician or your podiatrist. (laughs) You crazy bitch with your weird toes. But like, I may not want a career like yours, but I'm bloody good at this. And we're friends, so you'll listen to me, yeah? Mm, Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll hand the files over, but I can't let Paul down. I promised him another session. He needs that. I'll start the handover then. You're rested now. Your mind and presence detached from anything that could harm you. Okay, Paul, I know this is difficult, but just try to describe again what you see at the end of this long canopy of trees. It's like... It's... I can't! It's okay. No harm here. Just restfulness and truth. It's like an... Like there's an apparition watching me. I don't see it. I'm aware of what it can see. So, we know what it sees as you've described the people. But what about the thing itself? What's it like? Tall or short? No. No. Nothing like that. Not 
unrecognizable like that. I don't actually ever see it, just feel it. I feel the energy it conveys. Like a ghost? Like fog or mist? I know you don't see it, but but in dreams we sometimes just know things. So are you actually aware of its form? You're looking through its eyes, aren't you? So you can steer your dream so that you understand more about it. Think, does it have any discernible shape? Is it a person or, or more like an animal? Take the energy you feel and try to give it a shape. No, you don't understand. It's like the thing itself is... physicality of presence. It's there only by knowing that it's there. It exists because you know it exists. But you're seeing through its eyes, so is it not you? Can you not look at your arms to make out what it looks like? You've already said that it's not invisible. You said it moved, swayed about. You... You also said he, and described both swaying and floating. Yes, all of that. But there's... It's both a deception and a truth, and... You're doing this! You're making me speak in riddles! Don't you think I don't know how mad this sounds? Sorry. We lost it. That was me. Sorry. It's okay. Welcome back. You okay? I'm just trying to get a picture in my own mind of what you're seeing and through whose or what what's. <laughs> I mean, it's eyes. It's like two things occupying the same space. One I can just about recognise, like a person. But within this figure... Something overrides what I know about them. This hollowness. There are colours. And they shift upon the surface. Surface of what? What? Like, it's an eye that... An eye that's watching you. No. No. It's, it's not just watching... This eye, it, it consumes everything it sees, and within that shifting mass you can feel... Go on. You can feel... Oh, God! We need to stop. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll stop there. up shit. But you heard that sound though. That was just as easily a glitch on the tape. Yeah right I saw your face. That got to you. That was freaky shit. So you'll help me out on this? You said that was the last session. 
We agreed. But we're close to something, aren't we? He sees these people dying and he sees it through the eyes of something that is both truth and a lie. A man and a monster. Prodromo schizophrenia? We're way beyond that. Paul is really suffering here and he's my patient and I... And you feel a connection based on your own dreams? Hollowness. I feel it too when I dream, but as he feels the fear, I can feel the elation. He sees the twisted faces of horror as people are murdered. I see... I see that very same eye which he spoke of, blistered and broken, the pupil like a shifting ink blot glistening, huge, filling my whole vision. And I know I, I know that the five people that he has seen die in that awful way are the people that are looking into that eye. They're the most recent from my own dreams. He's projecting onto you. And maybe subconsciously you onto him. No, it's not that. It's something else. So either you're saying that you have the same symptoms as him, like, and sorry to be crude here, but like, help, I need to be sections immediately, or you're actually going down a supernatural route here. Uh, you are, aren't you? Okay, I know your size. I'll have you in a white coat within the hour. I'm sorry. Nah, you're right. You got me hooked too. I know you know your mind. I know you want to see this through. I know you totally need me. Uh, Not Melody. Medley. Yeah. M-E-D, D-Fidelta, L-E-Y. Yeah, M-E-D, D-Fidelta, L-E-Y. Never mind. Never mind. Yes, I have a file number. Do you, do you want me to read it out? Or what? Maria Medley. Yeah, the Glade Clinic. I'm calling on behalf of Dr. Julie Gebb. Dr. Julie Gebb. Maria Dr. Medley. No, I'm Dr. her secretary. I was forwarded your number. Hello? Yes. Any report that has connections to Girlgrave, thank you. Thank you, yes. Um, do you think you can email me though? I'm not sure our fax machine has ever been used, but you can give it a go. Thank you, that sounds exactly like what I'm looking for. Sorry it took me so long, but you, you didn't give me much to go on. Uh, his name was Larry Hackerson. Let's see the file. Primrose Wing. He was sectioned, uh, section three, and finally released after two months. Uh, why the sectioning? His, uh, schizophrenia had turned to physical violence early on. He was troubled by events at home and took it out on anything and everything. Visions? No. Sorry, Julie, there's, a uh, nothing weird like that to tie this man to Paul's case. Larry Hackerson improved just enough to earn his release after a focused medication and counselling routine and 
with the perpetrators of his illness, admitting to abuse and getting banged up for it. Guy had a shit life and unfortunately a temper to go with it. No moral compass, no compassion. So how come you found the file so quickly? Following a police report. He was found dead in Goldgrave Cops. Here's your photo. Sanitarium roll call and time to keep your breakfast down. Upon his discovery in the woods. Usual story. Dog Walker found him. Shit, that's him. That's the old man. That's exactly who Paul described. He was real. But why? I mean, what's the connection? This is the bit where you give me a raise. I'm listening. Five deaths, yeah? And Paul has provided description of all of these people from his dreams. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about police reports. They sort of have these people in them called detectives that work all this stuff out for you. You've been talking with Fran. I'm seriously looking to reorganise my friend drawer. Two, three, four, five. Pinstripe man. A man in a white jacket, grey trousers, pinstripe. And the others? Yeah, that's them. All murdered within six miles of the woods. Paul was seeing things. Seeing deaths. Seeing murders. Shit. It's real. Marion, don't tell Fran. What? She'll worry. <laughs> She'll change her mind. Uh, get me the copies of the full reports tonight, please. You're still going out tomorrow morning? Seriously? Don't tell a soul. Marion, we are really on to something here. Pinstripe man, Sebastian Keel. Yeah, you look like a Sebastian. Admitted to Lewistine Baldacre Sanitarium. Visions of five deaths, those who came before. I've seen those too, and so many before them. You are the most astonishing man I have ever known. Thanks. You're a maniac driver, by the way. Mm, sorry. Didn't I warn you about that? Oh, Franz beat us to it. Okay, so, Paul, this is Francesca Hauser. Uh, hi. Uh, look, not meaning to be rude or anything, but... Just to say, why are you here? <clears throat> no, that's a valid point. And to be honest, I don't know. I'm probably not adding anything to this, but... Well, I'm curious. Sorry, that sounds incredibly disrespectful towards you, but uh, I'm scrabbling for some legitimate, noble cause here, and uh, that's probably because there isn't one. Yeah. That's about the scale of it. I'm just here to take notes. Well, I appreciate your honesty, I suppose. Look, it's okay, Paul. This isn't a spectacle. Fran is an old friend and I do confide in her. 
yes, I disclosed some of this case to her. And yeah, I, I know, totally unprofessional of me. And you're, you're quite within your rights to wrap me out on it. But, well, there's something else that I haven't been entirely honest with you oh, on. This is just getting better. What are you saying? Hear me out. I'm saying I've never been here. I never knew this place was real, but it's exactly as I saw it in my own dreams. Wait. You dreamed of this place? Several times. They're often, um, brutal. I dream of people. People at the end of that long walk under the boughs, under that bright green canopy that feathers into gloom. People that are... Um, well, I don't see them, but I sense them. I sense their curiosity turn to fear and and then to death. Why didn't you say... I, Why the hell didn't you say something? I, they were just dreams. And now I've read some patient notes from a few months ago. Sebastian Keel. He's our pinstripe man, and some months before him, Harrison Armill. They, and others, I'm certain, are the ones who witnessed something... something horrific here. I thought... I just thought my dreams had become influenced by things I'd read about over the years, but it seems we're both somehow a part of them. You found out more? Yeah. I'm not alone. There are so many more. This really is something we need to unravel. I mean, the fact that you were referred to me in the first place. How was that unusual? I mean, there are four cancellations, for whatever reason, and another, like... What, one in 60 chance of your case notes being handed to me, considering my roster, so... It's like a force was making sure that we met. Julie! It's okay. Yeah, Fran is keeping me on the straight and narrow here. Not easy with what I'm hearing right now. I know. Thing is, yeah, I, I wanted to make a match with someone from my dreams, and... Well, you yourself were never in my dreams. Should I be insulted? <laughs> Despite fantasising about some other earthly event, I was honestly just looking for coincidence or evidence that I was projecting my dreams, trying to find rationale or connection between the things you'd seen and their parallels with me, but... Uh, yeah? With you, after just a few sessions, I knew it was real. And now we're here. Where all our dreaming visions live. I, I... I don't know what to say right now. It's fine. You're here. We need you. Yep, I can be chief eyebrow razor for you, if that's what you need. So, pinstripe man. And the others. They're dead. Yes. Yes, they were murdered. Close by. We haven't killed anyone. Remote viewing. What? An ability, a, a, a psychic ability to witness events from afar, sometimes prior to their happening. Like a sort of 
precognition, but mainly after an event of some tragedy, to pinpoint details of crimes when you were never even part of them. Faces, places, even motives. I don't know the motives. I do. I'm doing the eyebrows, just in case you were wondering. I call this the eyebrow of disparagement. It's hunger. Satisfaction through the fear of others. A fleeting but such a fulfilling desire. Scary shit, Jules. It shows our connection. How we've been brought together to make sense of this. Maybe to break down the dream and find the reality behind it. You should have told me. I told her that. She never listens. So we're going to do this. Now. This is it. This is the place. You were right, Paul. Now we need to tease out what lives in our sleeping minds. Yay! Yay me. (laughs) It's a bright day. The birds are singing. Maybe this will be closure. Look at it. It looks so beautiful. (laughs) Until you look within. And the more you look, the greater the chance of seeing something. And when you do... Here we go with the creepy shit again. Come on then. Let's do this. Mr Kemper, you go first. We'll keep you inside at all times. See? I knew you were curious. Behave. This is feeling wrong. All you have to do is just walk. I'll be watching all the time. If you're not comfortable, then we don't do it. Okay? Or I can go first. I don't mind. And look, if absolutely nothing happens, then not to worry, yeah? You call it facing your demons and put it all to bed, yeah? Sounds reasonable. Paul? We have to look first. We have to stand here and look all the way down to the end. You know, to trigger that feeling. To recognise the darkness that's there. That's the way the dream starts. Seeing the darkness at the very end and knowing that... It's alive. Okay. Standing here... Facing the path through the trees. Paul, stand next to me. Okay, well, what do you see, Julie? You recording on your phone? Yeah. Cool, okay. It's just... A springtime path. Very pretty. Uh, Shafts of hazy morning light filtering through the canopy. Okay, now, like our hypnotherapy sessions, a calm state. Remember, no harm here. Just restfulness and truth. The truth can sometimes be scary, but you are safe. You are detached. I see what you see. 
It takes a moment just to... just to look. I see all this calm. But the actual truth is at the very end. It looks bright. But it's a facade. There's a hollowness there. And if you cast your eyes to the very end of the path, you can see it. Try not to be distracted. Be aware of the bright greens around, the yellow sunlight, and yes, the beams filtered through the canopy. No, they are there. But keep your mind to what waits at the end, in the dark alcove. The dream starts there. Reality starts there. Now I feel like I'm the one on the couch. Sorry. I... Okay. I can see all of what you described. It's dark at the end of the path. It's there. Know that it's there. The apparition watching me. I don't see it. But I'm aware what it can see. It's changing. The air is changing. Christ! You're giving me goosebumps. Keep your eyes fixed on the dark. But you have to look for it. Can you see it? Can you feel that? Paul, you see anything like the people from your dreams? You have to tell me what you see and feel. I... I'm not sure. But the feeling of darkness is... It's there. It's getting stronger. <sighs> so strong. Yeah, I sense the juxtaposition, like expectation, but it's cruel, bleak, heartless. Okay, I can feel something really wrong. Uh, Do you need me to keep quiet? No, I'm okay. Dr. Gab. I'm going to walk now. Fran, keep filming. Something's getting stronger. I... Okay. Um, as we agreed, video call, on the group chat, yeah? Hold your phone up as you walk. I'll record it. Julie, hold your phone up a bit more so I can see what you're looking at. Paul, come here, look. Just the dark at the end. Like, dread. Yeah, like, it's a tangible darkness. It's real. I can actually see that. Feeling. It's getting stronger. You okay? Julie? Jules? Yeah, just getting that feeling. You okay, Paul? To find out the place I've been having nightmares about is real. Yeah, great. I can see something else. Julie, show me. What's that? Oh, can't tell. Ah, oh, shit. It's, it's a white 
shape. Hold it still, Julie. What? 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 There. It moved. Paul, come back here and look at this. I need to see for myself. You can see it on here. It moved. The shape. It shifted just for a moment. Look. I'm seeing... I don't know. Like what I saw the first time. So, there's an image on your phone, but in here, in here, it's more. What does it look like to you, Paul? Let me see. Let me go closer. Wait. Where's Julie? Paul, wait. I can't see her. Julie? Paul? A man walking. Walking towards the dark. Paul! Julie? I can see in the distance, but growing closer, the shape, white, glistening, waiting. Julie, I can't see you. Paul? Seriously, come back. Both of you, come back. Getting closer. Fear inside him. His face. I, I can see him. Always growing. The expectation. The first recognition of prey. Come back. Please come back. Julie? Paul? Get closer. Walking towards me. This is my dream. But the face is... It's me. It's me. In here. I can see it in here. In my head. And in my own eyes. It's looking at me. Paul? And I can feel the approach. I can see through his eyes with every step he takes. I can feel something within the dark. Gaining strength. Awakening to a, a new sort of hunger. I can feel its thirst. And I'm just drawn to it. It wants to feed on this reality. It has... I can see the form, but I cannot describe it yet. Wet fragments, that shifting mass. Julie, Paul, where are you? My face! I can see the terror on my own face! What's that feeling? To feed on it! The world has more within it than we ever knew possible. Maybe none of it is what we thought it was. And that there's a madness in the world that fuels this evil. See it in me. I can see it! Right, Paul, stop. I'm coming to get you. I'm see what I see! God! What the hell is this? This is how I die! This is how I die! See it now. I'm 
standing in front of Paul and see what he sees. I see my own form. I am in other worlds. And I am here Julie? Julie, uh, uh, look, I, I'm sorry, she just barged in. Who? Fran Hauser? <sighs> Is she in there now? I, uh, yeah, look, she's really on edge today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, where's my scheduled 4pm? I, I had to send him home. In As Seen Through the Trees of Goldgrave, written by Graham David Richards. Fiona Thrale was Julie Gebb, with Andrew James Spooner as Paul Kemper, Wendy Lapp as Fran Hauser, and Kirsty Wolven as Marion Medley. The music was especially composed and performed by Sophie Rose, with supplementary music by tap dancer and Patricia Dawn Richards. The song, Only Time, was by Rob Southworth, and is used by kind permission. Additional sound design by Hembrewster, with thanks to Matthew Exel, Julia Eve, and Andrew Clark. Things in Dark Corners is produced and published by Audible Visions with Channel House Entertainment and Monument Studios. Copyright 2023. And the next two tales from this series of Things in Dark Corners can be heard on Christmas Eve.